Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Some of my favorite people. Guys, it's good to be home. Um, I'm, I'm speechless. It, uh, the more time I spend with the Lord and the more time I spend with you, the more speechless I become. There are no words for who he is and who you are and who we have here. It's crazy. I will talk for four hours and 44 minutes about what we have and who we have at the Windward House. Pastors Brent and Sharon called me this morning. What time? It's like, it's like eight something o'clock Canadian time. And they're calling me like, hey, we're just praying for you. They like prophesied over me, gave me some scripture, are like, I love you this, I love you that. I'm like, I love you back. We just love each other. I love this place, man. I have been loved to life in a way that I didn't know was possible, in a way that I didn't even know I needed until I got here. You know, it's like, it's like one of those things in life, you're like, you like didn't know how much you needed it and what you were missing until you got it, aka a Costco membership. Guys, you just don't, you just don't know what you're missing. You're like, I have not been a Costco member? Like what? And then once you're there, you're like, a whole new world. This is exact, I'm getting healed, saved, delivered, set free, made whole, kept safe and sound. Probably because Sharon Borthwick, I'm in the spice aisle. True story. I'm at Costco. I'm in the spice aisle. I'm looking for like non-sodium options to go with my chicken and broccoli. And then somebody behind me, an angelic voice from the Lord says, do you need help with anything? And I'm like, excuse me, do I look like I need help? I turn around and it's Sharon Borthwick at the Costco. And she's like, I recognize those shoes. Only one person wears those white shoes every day of their life. And I'm like, hey, Papa Brent, uh, you know, Mama Sharon, so good to see you. And in the Costco aisle, I start getting blasted. Papa Brent's like, we are here to build big people. More than big buildings, our heart is to build you, Jeremy. And they start pouring into me in the spice aisle of Costco out here in God's country. Which goes to say, like, God will get you, man. Seriously. And Judah Stoddy will get you. I was, another day, I'm going to talk about Costco, and I'm going to talk about Christ, and I have a word for the house. I'm going to talk about prophecy, and I'm going to talk about miracles. But I'm also just going to flow, and I don't know what's going to happen. Um, so bear with me, okay? Uh Let's do that. I've had the pleasure and honor of being a part of this house for over five and a half years. I've been around. Uh, I've been to many churches. I have 10 years of youth and young adult experience. I'm a Bible college graduate. I've served in many different environments. And I'm telling you that there is no environment like this environment, okay? Uh, we have people driving and commuting from Richmond. That's one hour each way, at least. Multiple times a week, uh, when the borders were different, we had multiple families 
from Washington come every single week, different households, different parts of Washington, I would remember a no because one of the families had a WRX STI. And I was like, that's why I'm coming. I'm just coming for the parking lot. I mean, this guy comes, I would drive on a road trip every Sunday if I had a Subaru WRX STI, you know what I'm saying? These guys, uh, it, 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 it testifies. We have young adults, get this, taking two buses and a cab to get here every week. We have young adults who don't have a car and they come from Burnaby and they come from East Vancouver and they come from Richmond and they come from Washington. This is a true eagle's nest. It really is. Not says Jeremy. <sighs> says, says the legends who have stood here and prophesied over our house. Heidi Baker was here in, in 2018 January and she was like on the ground like doing her whole Heidi thing and and Jessica Borthwick was over here singing oceans for like 45 minutes in a row because when Heidi asks you to sing oceans you sing oceans <laughs> and Heidi's like Heidi's like this is an eagle's nest this is an eagle's nest. This is an eagle's nest. And it's like all I remember her saying and prophesying over our house. And, and, and we are pleasured and honored. Guys, we're spoiled here. To have greats like Heidi Baker minister here. Uh, Jeremy Miranda Nelson, minister here. Ivan Roman, minister here. Charlie Samuel Robinson, minister here. Obviously, Brent and Sharon, Kevin and Donna, John and Lona, Willis and Linda, uh, Chuck and Rianne, Chris and Samantha. Like, we're stacked, okay? We are spoiled. And it's, it's, I love all, all the prophetic voices and the traveling itinerant ministers. We honor the global generals of the kingdom. It's one thing when traveling global itinerant ministers, maybe from the United States of America, God bless America, in God we trust, okay? Um, it's, it's one thing when we have maybe people based in Africa come and prophesy over the house and give a word to the house, but it is something different I realized this week when somebody gives a word to the house from the house. It, it hits different when you have a word for the house, from the house, because if we are from the house, we see it thick and thin. We see it Monday to Saturday. We are here every single season, every single day of the week. There, oh, you have no idea. There are legends who come in on a Monday. They unlock the building, and they just pray. There's like two of them. One of them's here right now, and they just pray, and they just like, and then we have this thing on Wednesdays. If you were sick, of Stacy talking about Wednesday Winsome, I have bad news for you. This is going to be a 45-minute Winsome commercial coming from me. Write, write me out. Write me out. I wish I had a promo code. I would share my promo code with you. I have been unlocked, unrattled, and unleashed. Unlocked, unraveled, and unleashed on Wednesdays. My life will never be the same. I cannot believe what happened to me on Wednesdays. 
dude, okay, quick example, like honestly, guys. We're going to talk about prophecy. We're going to talk about miracles. But so we're doing this activation on Wednesday. So many things. I have so many stories. And then Becky's leading us, one of our winsome leaders. And she's like, okay, get into your revival groups. And you're going to ask God for a word of knowledge for the people in your group. You're going to ask God what their favorite fruit and or vegetable is. And I'm like, the odds are astronomical. Do you know how many fruits and vegetables, Becky, are in the, the kingdom of fruits and vegetables? Like a lot. There's a lot of options here. You want me to pick the one here from the Lord? And so I'm with Mallory Borthwick, hello, in this revival group. And immediately I just see a pepper. I see like a bell pepper. And I'm like, I don't know what this is. I'm just going to go for it. I'm like, Mallory, is bell pepper your your favorite fruit and vegetable in the whole entire fruit and vegetable kingdom. She's like, yes. She's like, how did you? I'm like, I don't. I'm just, I don't know, dude. It's the Holy Spirit. So we're going to talk more about that. <sighs> Invest in yourself. You know what Warren Buffett says? I didn't know I was going to talk about Warren Buffett today. I thought I was going to talk about Guillaume's buffet, not Warren buffet. We're going to get out of here by noon because Guillaume's last call is at 2.30, okay? And we are on an assignment. I feel this is the will of the Lord over our house, Guillaume's curry lamb, okay? In honor of Pastor Kevin Stoddy, who will be returning shortly. Um... Warren Buffett says, the best investment you can make is not in a stock. It is not in a real estate. It is nothing. It is not cryptocurrency. The best investment you can make is in yourself. Can you put a price on your call? And calling out bell peppers over Mallory Borthwick, you cannot put a price on calling out bell peppers and fruits and vegetables over people. So I have a word for the house from the house. Okay. As I was preparing for today's word, I realized that I don't have many goals today. One of which goals is to serve the house. Is to serve my mamas and papas. Is to represent our family well. I was reading the scriptures this week. That's new. Um, and this is from the New International Version. I'll be reading from my daily driver, the NLT, the New Living Translation uh, as well. But here in Jeremiah chapter 40, verses 11 to 12 in the NIV, as Pastor Kevin calls it, not the New International Version, the Nearly Inspired Version. You have to throw shade at every possible translation you can. The New Living Translation, known as the NLT, it is my daily driver. I have met the Lord here. Lots of revelation. I've learned to call it the not legitimate translation. Just for lols. Just for the ha-ha because we want to have fun. And uh, I'm going to offend the whole room when I say the TPT I've learned to call the pagan translation. 
not funny. Jeremiah chapter 40, verse 11 to 12 in the New International Version. I think we have it on the screen. I'm going to unpack this word for the house, from the house. Two quick verses here. We don't have much time. I can smell the curry lamb from here. When all the Jews, those are the Israelites, the people of God. Let me hear you say the people of God. When all the Jews in Moab, Ammon, Edom, and all the other countries heard that the king of Babylon had left a remnant in Judah and had appointed Gedaliah, son of Ahikam, the son of Shaphan, as governor over them, they all came back to the land of Judah, to Gedaliah at Mizpah, from all the countries where they had been scattered. And they harvested an abundance of wine. And get this, summer fruit. I love summer. Bell peppers are my favorite. Seriously, so refreshing. And as I unpacked this and I read this, I just got struck and I got hit. And I have a word for our house. And it is that windward will never be an empty nest. It will never be an empty nest. You know how parents say this thing, oh, we're like empty nesters. Our kids have like long gone, they're married, they moved away to the States. God bless America. Hey, in God we trust. We love you. And it's like we're empty nesters. Windward will never be an empty nest. We will always have sons and daughters. Because God is not the God of just Abraham and then that's it. Revival and salvation is generational. Inheritance, hello. He is the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Over and over in the scriptures, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. For those of you who don't know, Father Abraham, he had a son named Isaac. Isaac had a son named Jacob. God is the God. I'll say it. Of Brent, of Justin, and of Timothy. Generation after generation. Of God is the God of Sharon, of Samantha, and Samuel. It's going to keep happening. This is a pregnant hub. It is a true eagle's nest, and this eagle's nest will never be an empty nest. We will never be empty nesters. Because we have true mamas and papas in this house raising up sons and daughters. And we know that actually our call as leaders and pastors is to work ourselves out of a job, is to position our family and our region in, in a way where we are no longer needed. And we can pass the torch. Windward will never be an empty nest. And as it says here, when the Jews were scattered because Babylon came and invaded and literally just lit Jerusalem on fire, like the bad kind of fire, everybody scattered and they ran for their lives. Understandably so. And in the past two and a half years, maybe, the church has scattered, and many of us have run for hiding, and we're scared. 
arguably, doors have been closed and church and corporate worship has been changed. But there is a remnant here. And when people hear, when people hear that you are here, what's going to happen? They're going to come back. They're going to come to the eagle's nest. And they will harvest an abundance of wine and summer fruit. I just want to honor this house for being faithful, for remaining, for standing tried, tested, and true. And arguably, not says Jeremy, says the entire globe, what may have been the most difficult season in our, in our history, in our lifetime for sure. What do you do with that? I'll tell you. You do the same thing that you do in COVID that you do in every season, remain. And you burn. And you remain. We do a lot of campfires, okay? We do a lot of campfires. And as responsible human beings, I don't say human anymore. I just say human. I don't know. As responsible human beings, you got to like douse the fire. You got to make sure there is no remnant because if there is a remnant that remains, a fire can start. You, you have to put it all out. Just one remnant, just one burning coal is enough. You want to hear about a sign and a wonder? We were prophesying. We were doing some stuff out in the bush and uh, we were trying to get a fire started for about 45 minutes. We couldn't, I, much to my own embarrassment. I'm like a man and I can't even start a campfire? Like what? Like dude, and we're like 45 minutes trying to like finagle this wood and like it just wasn't working. And we just started praying. We just started praying and prophesying over one of our young adults. And then we look over and the fire started. Yes way. Becky was there. We were all there. It was crazy. We tried to get this fire started with human effort, with gifting and lack of experience. And then we gave up. And we're like, hey, we're just going to pray and prophesy, whatever. And then we like pray and prophesy like a couple minutes. And we look over and the fire is literally, the wood is on fire. And we're like, what the, what? God is the God that answers by fire. All you need is a remnant. And when people hear that you are here, our house will be filled in a way where I thank God that we have family uh, that we have each other's back because revival is intense. And there is only one way to survive revival. I'm talking genuine revival because revival tests and breaks absolutely everything. The anointing, we're not, we're not joking around anymore. Like, like we're talking like the glory of God on your face. We're, we're talking drugs and narcotics on the altar, like just, there is only one way to really sustain and maybe even steward revival and it's in family. It is the only foundation that is strong enough to sustain genuine revival and to not be ruined by the power of the anointing that will test everyone's character and heart. Okay, we're going to do this. We don't have the most amount of time, 
but I think we're going to do as much as we can here. I do have some scriptures. I'm not just going to talk about Costco for 45 minutes. We do have the word of God. We are going to read about like Luke chapter 5, I hope, Acts chapter 4. We did read from Jeremiah. We're good. We're okay. From this point on, we're just free rolling. Heidi Baker's here in January 2018. I think it's important to understand what is hovering over the house, the, the, the voices, the words that we have had spoken over us for years. And Heidi says in 2018, this is an eagle's nest. And I started to see it after she said it, and I started to sing it. And I would sing over our house. I don't know how I got here. It must be the Holy Spirit because honestly, I'm, I'm in like a personal prayer retreat. I'm taking a few days out just to pray with the Lord in an undisclosed location in the lower mainland. And all of a sudden, I start singing, Pastor Chuck. Take these broken wings and learn to fly again. Learn to live so free. And when we hear the voices sing, the book of love will open up and let us in. Take these broken wings. And I would see it. I would see true eagles come into this eagle's nest who are tired and weary from ministry who have had broken, weary rings, and they come here, they come home, and they get restored, and they get repaired, and they get healed, and they learn to fly again. And I would sing over and over, over our house, over the, I would see what Heidi prophesied it was coming true. Take these broken wings and learn to fly again. Learn to live so free. She's not the only one who says that. In July, that was last month, we had somebody named Greg Hendricks in the house. How many of y'all enjoyed Pastor Greg Hendricks every time he's here? I want to serve this house. I want to put legs to the prophetic words that have been spoken over us so, so that we steward the prophetic ministry. That we, that we come to prophetic ministry with reverence and respect and with faith. That what Heidi prophesies and what Greg Hendricks prophesies over our family, it is so close we can grab it. Jesus says that the kingdom of God is at hand. And if something is at hand, I can reach out and grab it. Classic Papa Brent teaching. I got it all. I got all the, all the Papa Brent bangers just sitting, dude. One of the first things he taught me is disagreement does not have to mean division because disagreement can simply mean diversity and there is strength in diversity. Dude, I spit that. You know what I'm saying? It's like, oh, it's in me. It's like my culture now. Son of the house. Let's go. Um, so Pastor Greg Hendricks, it's, this was just last month. This is crazy. One of the ways that I'm serving the house today is I have taken it upon myself to transcribe the entire word that Greg Hendricks gave when he was up here. Actually, Pastor Kevin referred to it as well when he was preaching. And he said, guys, did you hear what Greg Hendricks said? He said that there is a move of God that is coming out of this house similar to the Toronto blessing. 
That's crazy. Do you know what happened in Toronto? Everything. Everything. Some of us were there. I know you guys were there. January 20th, 1994, the world changed because of what happened in Canada. In Canada, surely God only moves in the United States of America. Uh, no, actually, uh, we changed the world. I might, we're just going to grab that. And then Greg Hendricks is here from America. He's American, and he's prophesying over our house, over our family, over you and your life that a move similar to the Toronto blessing is coming out of this house. I have transcribed his entire word, and I will read it to you for your personal enjoyment. He says this. Windward Church, Windward Church, I feel the word of the Lord on this. There is an explosion that is about to happen in your church. There's an explosion that is about to happen in your church, and I just see kingdom all over, all over this providence, he says. Which is strange, because I was like, does he not know, like, is it just like prophetic, like, but providence means the provision of God. Providence means when, when God is there doing everything. And he says, oh, I thought he meant province too. And then I'm like, dude, Holy Spirit hijacked his mouth and just said, providence. Just see kingdom all over, all over this providence, he says, that is birthed out of this place, that people will come from miles around. We have Chilliwack families miles around. We've had Washington, Richmond, miles around. We are in the middle of nowhere. You can't get here. You can't, you, if you are here, you want to be here. If you are here, you have flown here as an eagle or an eaglet out of hunger. You, 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 you don't just stumble in here. There is intention from miles around to be in the glory, to be in the glory, to be in the glory, he says, thrice times. He continues to say, I see the faithfulness of this team, of this family. There is going to be an outpouring of the Spirit. I just see something similar to the Toronto blessing being birthed in this place that people are coming out of COVID. They're coming out of survival mode, but they're going to come to Windward to get into revival mode. From survival mode to revival mode in the name of Jesus on this house, God. Father, that this will be a foundation of revival for people to drink from, non-believers coming to this place, Gentiles coming to this place, people that have been walking with the Lord for many, many, many years, but they have a fresh fire when they come to this place. That sounds familiar. It's what Heidi said about our house, an eagle's nest, and people coming home to be 
repaired and restored seasoned ministers. He goes on to say, I only have another nine paragraphs of his prophetic words, so just hang on. We're going to get to Gion's. We will go to the promised land. He continues to say, Lord, we prophesy over this house, God, that it would launch leaders unto the world, God. Lord, give a fresh grace, God. I see a fresh wind to come in and give new stamina in this house in the name of Jesus that you don't have to go anywhere, he says, but just hunker down as a family and explode for the kingdom of God. We have hunkered down as a family in one of the most difficult seasons that people kind has ever seen. And because you have hunkered down and you have remained, the sons and daughters will come home when they hear what is happening here. And they will harvest an abundance of wine and summer fruit, as we read in Jeremiah 40. And then he goes on to say, Greg Hendricks, as he's prophesying in July 2020, like last month, I see a business school out of here as well. I see a leadership academy out of this school. You're going to bring people in that are leaders in their respective spheres of influence, and they're going to learn and get equipped with the Spirit of God to go out and be the church outside of the walls. They're going to learn what it means to have the personhood of Jesus in Windward Church. Lord, I bless this house, God. I bless this house, Lord. I bless the leaders, Greg says. There is consistency and continuity in the, in the words that are being spoken over our house. And when different people say the same thing, you better pay attention. It's a witness. We were downstairs in the 9 a.m. prayer today where all the cool kids hang out. And Mama Lona starts talking about Zechariah 4 and these two olive trees that are dripping with oil in Zechariah chapter 4. When you hear the same thing from the prophets of God, pay attention. It is being spoken over our house. Heidi said this is an eagle's nest. I have seen it with my own eyes. People who come in here and their wings are repaired. And they learn to fly again. It is happening to us here in this room right here, right now. And Greg says, yo, there's this, there's this move, like the Toronto blessing coming out of this house. You know that Toronto, before the Toronto blessing, January 1994, was about our size. 200 people. Just, just, a little, just a little family at the, end of a, at the end of a runway at the Toronto airport. And I look at our family and I'm like, dude, sometimes I, we have like 200 people, you know? And they went from 200 people in Toronto to 5,000 within a few months, if not a few weeks. Because the scales of revival started to tip. And there is always this tipping point and this boiling point in revival. It comes out of nowhere. You have no idea when it's going to hit. But when it does, as for us and our house, we will be ready. We will be ready as a family. It is going to happen. How many of you... How many of y'all 
pardon me, part of my Canadian en français national language. How many of y'all, how many of y'all like Samuel Robinson? You guys love? <laughs> we honor the Robinson family. Come on. Let me tell you, Samuel Robinson is a prophet. Let me tell you something about Samuel Robinson that maybe Samuel Robinson doesn't even know. Voice of Thunder, okay? Our annual conference, Voice of Thunder, be here. I know you might have other things. Try to be here. It's afternoon session. I'm, like, tired because it's conference time, and I'm, like, it's just late nights and early mornings. I'm tired. It's conference. So it's, like, afternoon session, and I'm, like, hiding in the back. I want to hide. I do not want to be seen. And then Samuel starts prophesying in the afternoon session. He's like, hey, I see somebody who went and, and, and looked at like a corner unit. Has anybody been house shopping looking for a corner unit? And no one's grabbing this word. And Nancy Sapatch, one of our worship leaders, she, she stands up. She's like, Jeremy, that's you. She's like, I was literally with you. A bunch of us went together house shopping and we went and looked at a, a corner unit for myself. And Nancy's like, Nancy's like, that's you. Why don't you stand up and grab it? And I'm like, I don't know, man. It's afternoon session. I just want to sleep. So I'm like, fine. I begrudgingly stand up and receive this word from Samuel Robinson. I'm right over there. And he's like, God is releasing funds so that, so that you can get a place. There is a releasing of funds. And you know what I do? After that session, I do not go and do what I intended to do, go home and sleep. Hello. I put words, I put legs to that word. I put the prophetic word in action. I steward it with reverence. And instead of going home to sleep, I went and I looked at a place. Right after that session, I now live in that place. For two and a half years, it's been my home. And I'm hoping it's my forever home. And I don't even know if Samuel knows that. He just, just let it, and now I live there, dude. You literally prophesied it. I was there in a few hours looking at it. Now I live there. People have literally given their life to Christ in my home. We have seen gold dust appear on young adults, and they get, they get healed. They cannot find their pain. It's crazy. Just to give you a little idea of who Samuel Robinson is, this is what he's been prophesying here and now, over our house in summer 2022. Kevin's been telling us about it. He says, Samuel has been prophesying miracles in the summer. This summer, a drastic outpouring of miracles that we will carry into the, into the autumn season, into the next season. So what are we going to do with these prophetic words? We're just going to collect them and like hoard them and do nothing with them. I'll tell you what we're going to do. We're going to steward them. We're going to meet them with reverence. And we're going to put legs to these prophetic words. It's already happening. There are miracles happening in the summer. Prime example. In June. This is two months ago. This is like now. This is like, this is, these are recent testimonies. In June, we're having a young adults event. As Samuel's prophesying over our house once again. Miracles in the summer that we are going to bring into 
the coming seasons. And what do we read in Jeremiah? In Jeremiah verse, chapter 40, verse 12, and they harvested an abundance of wine and summer fruit. Some are paying attention. Summer fruit. This is in June. This is two months ago. We are, we're, we're at my house. It's young adults. Someone's like, I hurt my forearm in a work, in a work accident. And I have pain when I press down on my forearm. So we're like, okay, we're going to put legs to this thing. Samuel said that there's going to be miracles, and it's going to carry us into the next season. We start praying over this young adult, and all of a sudden, I see this one, one fleck, this one fleck of gold dust on their face. And I'm like, guys, you see that gold dust? You see that one fleck of gold dust? Someone's like, yeah, it's my makeup. Someone's like, yeah, it's a coincidence. Okay, I get it. We'll keep praying. All of a sudden, boom, 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 on his shoulder, more gold dust. I'm like, guys, do you see this gold dust? And they're like, yeah. How did it get on his shoulder? It is literally appearing before our eyes. We keep praying. We keep praying. And then I'm like, on his pants, there is noticeable gold dust. And it continues to appear. We pray. And then we're like, in Jesus' name, amen, how do you feel? I think one of the top reasons why we don't see healing is because we don't ask. Are you healed or are you not? I, I like, how do you feel? Like, can you do something you couldn't do? He starts pressing down on his form. He's like, I can't find the pain. It's gone. <laughs> summer miracle, summer fruit. Some of us were there. Also in June, two months ago, dude, two months ago, you have no idea what's happening in our house until you start talking to people and you hear the rumblings of what's happening in each and every single family throughout Monday to Saturday. I encourage you, talk to people because you will get testimonies. I'm thinking of the last chapter and the last verse of the Gospel of John says that I suppose that even if all the things that Jesus did were written in books, the world would not have enough room for all these books because Jesus did so many things. And I feel like that, too, is a word for our house. You have no idea what's happening. You have, you, there are so many miracles happening, so many testimonies and cool God stories. We have no idea. I don't know. This is its own ministry department. We need somebody to, like, Excel spreadsheet all the stuff that's happening. Again, in June, just two months ago, the young adults were treasure hunting. We're like, we're like praying to God. We're like asking for hints and clues as to where the Holy Spirit is leading us. And one of our young adults is like, I, I don't know. I just feel like we need to go to like Tim Horton's atmosphere. I feel like we need to go to that parking lot in front of the atmosphere in Abbotsford where the Tim Hortons is. Because the capital of Canada is Timothy Hortons. Come on, somebody. And so we go there in faith. And we meet this lady, and we start talking to her, and we start saying, hey, we're from a local church. We're just out praying. Do you need prayer for anything? And then I'm like, I don't know, apparently somewhat of an evangelist. So I'm like, do you want to believe in Jesus? She's like, no. She's like, no, I do not. I'm like, okay, that's cool. You know, I just thought I'd ask. You know, it's what I do, you know. She starts to share a dream with us. 
we interpret the dream. And through a dream interpretation, she is able to understand that God is speaking to her. And I ask her one more time, do you want to believe in Jesus? And she says, yes. And we hold her hand in this parking lot because parking lots are anointed. And we lead this precious woman to the Lord. We share the gospel with her, who Jesus is, sin, death, burial, resurrection, forgiveness, salvation. And she receives Jesus. Summer miracles. In my rumblings, we're having lunch after a Sunday. I'm sitting with some of our mamas in the house. This is just, this is July now. This is just last month. And as I'm having lunch, they start, to sh- they start to share with me. They're like, Jeremy, I was staring at this plant in my house. It's like this lily plant. And I was counting five flowers. And, th- and I kept staring at it. And all of a sudden, now I'm counting seven And she was like, I keep staring at it, and I kept staring at it, and now there's like nine. And I'm like, what on earth is happening? They legitimately grow in front of your eyes? And she's like, she's like, no, they do not grow in front of my eyes, Jeremy. They appeared. And it was at that lunch that I learned the difference between something growing in front of your eyes and something appearing. We are seeing multiplication. Just flowers, not growing in front of your eyes, literally just appearing. You're staring at it. You can only count five. Now you're counting seven, and now you're counting nine. These are the miracles that are happening in your house. Let's go to, let's go to Luke. I have so many testimonies and so little time that we're going to go to Luke chapter 5. I have it actually in the NLT, um, as I was joking earlier. If you have your Bible apps, you can follow along, because we do not have the NLT on the screen, probably because it's the not legitimate translation. Luke chapter 5. We, we will have the NIV, I think, up there maybe. Luke chapter 5, verses 17 to 26. Uh, Let's do this. We only have like 15 minutes left before Jeremy goes to Gion's. Luke chapter 5, verses 17 to 26. One day while Jesus was teaching, some Pharisees and teachers of the religious law were sitting nearby. It seemed that these men showed up from every village in all Galilee and Judea, as well as from Jerusalem. And the Lord's healing power was strongly with Jesus. Verse 18, some men came carrying a paralyzed man on a sleeping mat. They tried to take him inside to Jesus, but they couldn't reach him because of the crowd. So they went up to the roof and took off some tiles. Then they lowered the sick man on his mat down into the crowd Right in front of Jesus, seeing their faith, Jesus said to the man, young man, your sins are forgiven. That's a really big deal. Jesus looks at this dude 
and says, my homie, your sins are forgiven. Verse 21, but the Pharisees and teachers of religious law said to themselves, who does he think he is? That's blasphemy. Only God can forgive sins. And Jesus is like, you're right. He's like, I've never agreed with you more. You're absolute. Only God can forgive. I'm so glad you said that. Only God can forgive sins. Verse 23, Jesus knew what they were thinking, so he asked them, why do you question this in your hearts? Is it easier to say your sins are forgiven or, here comes a miracle, stand up and walk? Verse 24, so I will prove to you that the Son of Man has the authority on earth to forgive sins then Jesus, did I read that right? So I will prove to you that the Son of Man has the authority on earth to forgive sins. Then Jesus turned to the paralyzed man and said, stand up, pick up your mat, and go home. And immediately as everyone watched, the man jumped up, picked up his mat, and went home praising God. There's a lot happening in this passage I want us to focus on the fact that a lot of people say, I will believe in God when he proves himself to me. When did, ever, when did Jesus in the scriptures ever say that he is God? Oh, right here in Luke chapter 5. And as a matter of a fact, how does Jesus prove that he has the authority to forgive sins and that he in fact is God, the one and only person who can? He proves that he is God with a miracle. That is how the Bible ministers. It is always either a show and tell gospel. You either show with the power demonstration first and then you tell the message. Or you give the message first like Jesus did here in this passage and then you show a power demonstration. It is a show and tell ministry. It is not just the message without power, and it is not just power without a message. It always is, biblically, cover to cover, the message of Jesus and the miracles of Jesus. So much so that Jesus himself, when he is proving that he is God, verse 24 in the NLT, so I will prove to you that the Son of Man has the authority on earth to forgive sins. I will prove to you that I have the authority to forgive sins, that I am God, says Jesus in this passage. And he heals this guy because the proof is in the pudding. Miracles are Jesus' way of verifying his message. We're going to pray for miracles. It was happening downstairs. The 9 a.m. old church basement rumblings. People were just, Doreen, Doreen, what's talking about it? Miracles. Pastors John and Lona were just, miracles today. Yes, Lord, healing. Stacy, when she was up here, miracles. In the summer, okay, when, when did this happen? July. I prayed for somebody who has been blind for two years in one eye, completely, totally blind in one eye, partial vision in the other. We prayed with them, and immediately that day, they got breakthrough in their visual impairment. 
Within two weeks, they went to the doctor, and the doctor said, you have perfect vision. Summer miracles, summer fruit. This person is now driving their motor vehicle in the dark. How do you go from being fully blind in one eye for two years, partial vision in the left eye, to being completely healed, Doctor verified perfect vision driving your car. You don't. You can't. It's impossible. Unless, of course, God is real. Unless, of course, God is good. Unless, of course, Jesus is God. Because when we pray to Jesus for healing miracles, healing miracles aren't just possible. They are probable. It will happen. And it's happening more and more. More summer miracles. This is this month. We prayed with somebody because now we're going after visual impairment. We're praying for eyes. And this person's like, I can literally read without my glasses right now. They're like, I'm not 100%. Like, but I can read without my glasses. That's crazy. One last testimony, and then we're going to pray for healing. This was just this week. This was like three days ago, okay? I do not want our best stories to be from years ago. Neither do you. You do not want your best testimonies, your best stories to be from 10 years ago. You want them to be like this morning when I was at the capital of Canada, Timothy Hortons. I prayed with my barista, and they fell out in the spirit. And now they're here, and they're getting baptized next week. Like, that's a good story. You know what I'm saying? This was just like a few days ago. We're praying. I'm asking God for words of knowledge. I'm asking God for, like, hints and clues. I'm, like, quietly in my heart. I'm like, God, who are you revealing and healing? All of a sudden, I get what we have now called a pain of knowledge. I get this pain and this sensation in the back of, of my jaw like wisdom teeth area and I literally call that out I'm like who is that with like pain in the back of their jaw wisdom tooth area and someone's like that is exactly what I have you you named my thing exactly and I don't know if it's when I called it out or when I prayed but they got instantaneously immediately healed 100% at the release of a word of knowledge If you want Jesus to heal you today, whatever it is, it could be a blood issue. We have doctor-verified blood issues healed. It's getting crazy, guys. I'm losing my mind. My reality is completely being undone. I have no idea. I'm getting so wrecked. If you, if you want Jesus to heal you today for whatever it is, sickness, illness, bloodborne disease, whatever. Uh, if you need a medical miracle from Jesus, I'm going to invite you to stand today, okay? And we're going to invite the saints. We prayed for somebody who could not eat tomatoes because they had a tomato allergy. They can now eat tomatoes. I don't care if you have a peanut allergy or a tomato allergy. 
can we get some people just to gather around these guys standing, and we're just going to pray together for healing in maybe our five minutes we have here. Let's go, Jesus. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. God, we thank you for the all-consuming fire of God. Come and consume, Lord, every unclean and unpure thing that is not of you. We declare and decree heaven's diagnosis over our bodies. From the top of our heads to the tips of our toes, inside and out. Bones, tendons, tissues, ligaments, joints, vertebrae, cartilage. Be healed in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord. By your stripes, we are healed. Thank you, Jesus. We speak to any sickness, any infirmity, any diseases, any pain, and we command that stuff to leave our body now. We send sickness and illness to the pits of hell, and we welcome all of heaven to pour out on us right here, right now, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord. For restored blood white blood cells red blood cells thank you Lord for even like um, balances in uh, our blood levels potassium levels iron levels right here right now in Jesus name blood sugar levels in Jesus name regulated thank you God thank you Jesus in Jesus name in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Okay, this is what we need you to do. Now that you've received prayer, we need you to check your body. Can you do something you couldn't do before? How would you know that you are healed? I understand you might need to get it, doctor, verified. Check your body, see if you can do anything you couldn't do before. If you are, if you are at least 10% healed, at least 10% better, can somebody, maybe you or in your group, wave your hands? Yo, we got one right over here. At least 10% better. Is anybody else at least 10% better? Just wave at me. Come on, let's go. We got another one over here. We got another one over here. At least 10%. Is anybody at least 20%? Keep waving. At least 20%. Lona, at least Bev, at least Stacy, at least 20%. Let's go. This guy right here, let's go. Come on, Jesus. Is anybody at least 30% healed? Keep waving. If you're at least 40% healed, just wave your hand at me. If you're at least 50% healed, Bev is waving. Lona's waving. At least 60% healed. Can you keep waving at me? Bev and, and Lona and John? S at least 70% healed? Anybody at least 70? Lona? Let's go. At least 80% healed. Okay, 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 okay. Um, this is what we're going to do. Can I invite Lona up just to testify? And maybe Bev too? And maybe John? Can I get you guys... 
problems with my hip. Uh, every now and then when I'm sitting or if I dance at church, it's, my hip bone seems to press on a nerve and I just can't stand. The pain shoots from my hip right up out of the top of my head. I could throw up and pass out at the same time. It's so bad. And I had a, another attack of that this morning when I tried to stand for the declaration. I couldn't get up and stand. Uh, but man, I'm standing. I can stand on that hip and it's not hurting. It, it was a bad pain, guys, and it's gone. I can stand on both feet, equal strength on both sides. Is it 100% gone? It's 100% gone right now. The pain isn't there all the time, so it'll be as I go through the week. Uh, when I sit, it's when I go to stand up, that's when the, the pain would come, but I'm believing it's 100% gone. Thank you, Jesus. We're believing. Thank you, Lord. It's all gone. Uh, let's go with John. What happened? Uh, I bruised my elbow somehow, and it was really painful every time I would roll on the bed. I'd, I'd be leaning on my elbow, and it just hurt. Now it's healed. Small thing, but you know, I thank God for small things. So, were you in pain before we prayed? Yo, let's go, buddy. Let's go. Okay, 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 <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So like if, if 10 out of 10 is the worst level of pain and zero is no pain at all, where were you on the scale of one to 10 before we prayed? Well, I just, it wouldn't happen all the time, only when I leaned on my elbow and then that hurt. And I, I kind of pushed a little too hard there, but <laughs> you know, so sort of that, but I, I, it's, it's healing. It is healing, it's better, much, much better. And uh, also, I just have to say, next time there's a work meet, will somebody please call me that has my number because I want to be here. Public info, you heard it here first. Yeah, let's go. <gasps> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Hey, we love you. We're going to connect you with Pastor Chris and we're, they are, they are, and so are you. Thank you, John. Uh, let's go with Bev and then, uh, and then maybe this young lady over here and this young man in the short time that we do not have. Hey, Bev, what happened? Took me a while to get to my feet, and usually when I sit down on the couch, I you should see me try to get up. It catches me right there and across the back. I was prayed for. I could feel heat coming over me, and uh, they said do something you couldn't do before. I was twisting, I was bending, and there is no pain. So God does do miracles. Thank you. Dude, tell us what happened. What's your name? Elias. Elias. So, I, for some reason, every time I twist my body, one part of my ribs really hurts. And if it was on the scale, it would be a nine. And now I can show you that my pain is gone. <laughs> hey! Thank you, Jesus. More, Lord. What you have done for his hip, God, do for his whole life in Jesus' name. Get him, Lord. Get him, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Dude, this guy went from a 9 out of 10 pain to zero. That's crazy. Hi, what's your name? Fran. Yes, Fran. Oh, I've had 
kneecap for about almost two years. And when you prayed, it, I could feel it move. And it's done three times now. It's so it's getting back into place. I haven't had pain since then, but then I haven't. I haven't stood still or done things that I shouldn't do, you know. Well, not today I was, yes, but not right before. I've got a brace on my knee, yeah. How much pain were you in before we prayed today? Out of 10, 10 out of 10 being the worst and zero is nothing. Well, if I'm doing things I shouldn't do, yes, so it's about at least 10. At least 10 out of 10. Oh, yeah. And where are you now? Zero. Zero. Let's go. That's amazing. Sandra? Okay, we got one more, and then I'm going to release you to Gion's. I have not been able to go downstairs, like, only one at a time. And I just said, okay, he said, do something you can't do. I went all the way down those stairs to the basement and all the way up again. And I just, like, that... I had a knee injury March 26, 2021, and I, it's been like I haven't been able to do like what normally can do. Want me to show you? Yes. Whoa! That's amazing. You could only use the stairs one at a time. Thank you, Jesus. That's crazy. I would walk one, one at a time, and I just walked up and down. New levels for Sandra. New levels. The stairway. Jacob's ladder. New levels. This is it. This is... Is something happening? She has gold dust on her. <laughs> yeah, she does. Summer miracles. You? Kurt? Okay, one more, man. My, my left shoulder has been pretty sore um, and limited motion and a lot of pain. And I can't lay on it at all without a lot of pain. And, uh, and just they're praying for it. And, uh, and it's, just, it's just the motion is all there. I tried laying on it. I can't find any pain in it at all. And there's no pain when I'm moving all around here. Come on, Jesus. So good. Oh my goodness. This is us putting legs to the prophetic words spoken over our house. We are carrying the summer miracles that have happened right here, right now, into each and every season. This is a true eagle's nest. And when people hear that there are mamas and papas and miracles, that there is the message of Jesus, the miracles of Jesus, and the family of Jesus, people will come. They will come because you have remained. In Jesus' name. God, we just thank you. So we just release you guys. If you're continuing to be touched by Jesus, just be continued to be. Dude, this guy got 9 out of 10 healed to 0. My goodness. We got some stuff happening. Just keep receiving. Bless you guys. Have a great week. In Jesus' name.